Hello, and welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. How is everyone's week of writing going? Well, I hope. This is the time of year it's kind of hard to stay inside and get your writing done because it's spring and it's finally warming up most places, but I hope you're being prolific anyway. Um, today I have a really fun interview for you with Allison Sutter, and she's going to talk about kind of, in a way, the more spiritual side of writing and how to really tap in to your creativity and get past writer's block and do it in a way that it's not work. Okay, so I really thought that the way that she approaches this was really, really interesting. And I can't wait for you guys to um, hear the interview. Before we get into that, though, let me ask you something. Do you need help with your writing? Would you like to learn repeatable processes so that you can get your writing done, get your books written in a way that you can count on when they're going to be done and create a backlist quickly and efficiently while still producing very high quality work? And how about your marketing? There's so much marketing advice out there. How would you like to know exactly what to do at every single step in your writing process. If any of that sounds good to you, let me know. I have coaching slots open. Uh, I usually start with a one hour coaching call before you commit to a more extended program, but I can help you get all of that done. I can help you put processes in place that will help you predict when your books are going to be done and help you know exactly how to market them, be confident in how to market them so that you can move books even in this climate of very high competition. I can help you develop a daily writing habit. I can do a marketing audit so that you know exactly what to do and when to do it. If any of that sounds at all interesting to you, just either DM me or email me for my coaching menu and prices, okay? Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today best-selling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. In terms of a personal update, I just want to talk about one thing. I've been talking the last couple of months about getting email templates ready for you, and I finally have them ready. So what I've done is I have created a nurture sequence. It is the same sequence that I use to nurture my email list, and it's a little different than most other people's, okay? But I have a highly engaged list and a large list, and this is the kind of thing you want to do if you want to be able to count on your list for sales every time you write a book, okay? It's it's not just about sending them an email every time you have a new release. It's about nurturing them and making sure that they know you and are loyal to you and they know that you are part of their tribe, okay? So if that's of any interest to you at all, go to bit.ly forward slash author email templates. I will make sure and put that in the show notes. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash author email templates. All right, let's get into the interview. All right, we are here today with Allison Sutter. How are you today, Allison? I'm great. Great, great. Thanks for coming on the show and talking to us. Um, Why don't we start with just having you introduce yourself, you know, who you are and what you write. Okay, so I am a spiritual mentor and intuitive coach, and I basically have focused on writing self-help. I've done two self-help books. I've contributed to another book, Um, but I've also written children's books. That has been my focus. I've done two kids' books because I'm basically an elementary teacher by trade. So I taught elementary school for many years. 
Um, then when my kids were little, I focused more on um, like holistic lifestyle coaching and getting into more of like the spiritual personal development stuff. Um, but I have a fiction book that is rolling around in <laughs> my head. So that's pretty much been my focus of writing is um, the intensity has been in books for a couple of years with, you know, I haven't done much blog posting lately, but there's always something that I want to write. So yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you in the process of writing your fiction book or just still looking so, forward to it? That depends on what you consider process because <laughs> I am very much, I wanted, it's basically historical fiction. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel most comfortable doing what a lot of people call world building and mm -hmm. getting to know the characters through my own sort of imaginary relationship with them first. So I tried writing the introduction and it felt a little premature. So what I have been doing is just reading a lot and watching Netflix shows that help me um, think about how I want to construct like the entire plot and how I want to construct the characters. Cause right now I've got mostly the plot was just kind of like the outline was, was just there. It was like mm -hmm. there. And so now I've got to fill in some minor characters and some more, develop these um, characters more in, in my relationship with them. They haven't quite established themselves wholly where they talk to me yet. Uh -huh. So I'm still sort of building them. Okay. Yeah. Can I, can I ask what era, what historical era it's set in? It's 1568. So yeah. it's in England in 1568. So I've been doing things like learning about witchcraft. Like where did the evolution of witchcraft start? I think it started like in the 12, 1200s and then, you know, palmistry and like who might this character, um, she's a midwife. So what herbs might she have known about? Um, things like that, you know, getting to know okay. the landscape and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. For sure. I only ask because I have, um, that's actually pretty close to mine. I have a historical fiction. It's 1500s, but it's actually nice. in Russia, not in uh, the Western side. So yeah, anyway, I'm just always curious to hear what people are writing about. Yeah. So, um, so tell me this then. You've written mostly um, nonfiction books. What was your process for writing your nonfiction books? And are you going to maybe translate that process over to writing your fiction books? Yeah, it's actually the same process for me because I have, so what I talk about in my own um, coaching and, and tutoring process is I talk about intuition and the mm -hmm. intuitive guidance process. And, and that is very um, closely linked to what people call imagination. Mm -hmm. So when I wrote my self-help book, the most recent one, I basically used meditation in connection with the imaginative realm to help me link on to different ideas. So for example, the steps that I use in my self-help book, I kind of spider webbed out using my passion and my knowledge about the industry to create a formula, which is essentially a book, right? You have a formula, you've got um, you know, a, a landscape that the character lives through. So I'm using my own intuitive guidance to tell me, oh, now you need to research this. And so I'll just spend time thinking about trying to actually land within the um, perspective of the main character. I try to use my imagination to go, you know, to sort of land in the woods. Okay, so what do I hear? So what do I hear? Or what do I see? Um, and so then I'll just 
I'll sort of take that and, and have her walk through the village. Oh, maybe there's like a, a palmist there and there's a, a blacksmith there. And, you know, and even like, um, for example, I was watching a, the Cursed Netflix show, Cursed, and, and I was listening to the language. And instead of saying, oh my God, which is what we say, they said, um, they said, uh, what did they say? They say something about my, our gods. So, you know, I, I take that kind of stuff and then I'll probably research language about beliefs in the gods, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's all reflected. So that's kind of what I do is I take whatever I'm most excited about in the moment and I build it out and I try to learn, you know, as much as I yeah. can that sort of string, but the web is, is all connected. So eventually yeah. I know that these pieces, because I don't really believe in trying to hammer something out, like working on something you're not excited or passionate about in the moment. I think that's just a right. waste of time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of intuition and imagination being connected. So mm -hmm. do you think a lot of people, um, when they're writing that they short circuit that in some way by second guessing themselves or. Yes. In fact, I was, as soon as, before we did this interview, I was thinking about the article that I wrote for this collaboration and I went and got this book and it was like a personal development book where people were collaborating on different ideas. And my chapter was called the motivational mechanism. Mm -hmm. If you reflect back to being a kid, right? Cause I used to teach kids. That's what I did. Kids are organically motivated, right? That word motivation means they follow their highest level of excitement and they just play it out. Yeah. So, you know, if you train yourself to stay within that context, you know, you will follow and you will motivate and you will produce, right? You know, anything mm -hmm. and everything. So, yeah, I think that we, we stop ourselves by beliefs about things. Like, I don't believe in writer's block. Right. Yeah, I don't either. If you believe in it, then well, then you're gonna be blocked. So yeah, yeah, I agree. So where does um where does mental toughness come into into the writing process for you then? I don't believe in it because I don't believe in whipping myself into anything. Again, I always come to the point of, I mean, toughness insinuates that you're struggling, right? You have to mm -hmm. you have to confront this thing, and you must force your way through it. I believe in following my highest level of excitement. So I will pick the topics that I'm most excited about. And I, and I actually consider the work that I'm doing in my imagination work, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not on paper, no, but that doesn't mean it's not an important aspect of constructing the story because each time I spend time reflecting on something that a character is doing or a portion of this world, Mm -hmm. I remember it. I am building it out, even though it's not right. in print. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't believe in slaying myself into something and have, and I don't believe I have to be tough to create. I believe I have to just follow my highest level of excitement and any given moment, taking it as far as I can take it till I can't take it any farther. Mm -hmm. And then it's good enough. So, and that's how I get a lot done is because okay. I don't try to go up against blockades and say, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it, I'll do it when I want to do it. And I always want to do it because it's always something I'm excited to do. So. Right. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that feeds really well into a question that I ask most of my guests and that is how, you know, what kinds of things do you do to make yourself prolific at it? Um, do you have any particular processes in place to, to make sure that you're moving along every day, even with the stuff that you're excited to do, or does it just come naturally? Well, 
whatever I'm, I mean, I'm always excited because I always pick the things that I'm most excited to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, right now I'm doing a lot of, I'm creating a summit. So I'm doing a lot of writing in terms of landing pages and all of those things. And there's a lot to get done. So I say, all right, from the choices that I have before me, what is my most exciting project to create right now with the time that I have? And so I'll go do that. And it may not be what is laid out in the linear perspective, Mm-hmm. but I don't care. I mean, linear is, is one way to look at it. In the, at the end, if you get it all done, who cares? Right. Like, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like that. So what kind of summit are you participating in? Uh, so I'm actually creating the summit because I'm a course creator. Since I'm a teacher, I do online courses and stuff. So I'm creating a summit. It's called Intuition for Everyday Living. And it's uh-huh. how to use intuition in literally everyday living because I don't think enough people harness that natural um, culmination of energy and thoughts and things to do, um, you know, things that are right for them. So so a writer could use it, absolutely. Or you could use it to, you know, figure out how to make your dinner, or you could use it how to figure out how to get dressed, or you could use it to figure out how to, you know, whatever. And, and it's one of, so one of the things that I'm doing is I'm using my intuition to tell me what is the most exciting thing to post. So like I posted a quote from the cursed <laughs> in the Facebook group because it referenced it referenced like looking within and listening to the voices within. So I think a lot of times we say these things and writers will write about them, but they mm-hmm. don't realize that this is them and they can use these different attributes of our spiritual connection to be prolific, not only in writing, but in everyday creation and whatever they're doing. So so can you, can you give us like maybe some examples of how, how a fiction writer would, would do that, how they would use their intuition to help them write? Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning, let's say you've got a fiction project you're working on, a book that you're working on, you ask yourself, all right, from the entire scope of this book that I'm working on from A to Z, what is the most exciting part that I can do today. And your intuition will give you, so intuition, in my opinion, to go to the spiritual aspect is the conversation between you and your soul or, or source or higher self or God or whatever. So mm-hmm. your that vantage point is high above. It's got like this massive mountaintop view and you're down on the, down on the forest floor walking a path and you can't really see everything. So this right. connection to all that is goes, all right, that's the thing. And it gives you this striking signal well, not strike. Actually, usually it's subtle. It's very subtle. It's not actually a striking signal, but it gives you this um, either body signal or a translation of an idea. Because what authors are doing is they're translating vibration and frequency from the ether into thoughts, mm-hmm. ideas, worlds, characters, plots. Like it's all a translation of, of right. these non-physical frequencies. So I would always recommend that the author just follow the lead. And if they, you know, cause sometimes you'll be looking through a magazine, you'll see something, which will, it's almost like if you give a moose a muffin thought, have you ever read that children's book? If you give a yeah, moose a yeah. muffin, th- this is what you need to do as an author. You start with one thing, which leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. You know, it's like one thing leads to another. And from the, and the reason I think that's important is because I know that my non-physical self knows the whole story. It, it knows it before I do. So it can give me um, drops of information that will be the easiest way to flow. I mean, authors probably talk about flow too, being in the flow. 
right. easiest way to get there is through the path of least resistance. On the flip side, it's the path of most allowance, which is the things that are, feel the best to you. So mm -hmm. I would never advocate for trying to sit down and hammer it out. Don't, because what good is that? Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't do anything. It just makes you frustrated. So I do this often where I actually will try to talk to the characters too. Like, what, what do you want me to know about you today? And how can I find out about that? And sometimes it's an impulse to go to the bookstore and pick up a book on palmistry or, you know, or whatever it is. It's uh -huh. these subtle kind of guidance um, systems that, that lead us in the direction because we only have a certain amount of time. We have the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. Right. And in between that conscious state, you've, you've got to walk through time and space, you know. And that's actually, that's one of the other parts of my book is it's not actually one book. It's actually three books. Uh -huh. And it's three different characters that live in parallel realities, these women. And they actually, so in each of the books, there are ways in which they can, they commune with each other through the form of thought, mm. but you won't know unless you read all three books, because it's not going to be so overt. Right. It's like, so, but that's the way you, we commune with ideas is they're translated yeah. out of the ether into our mind. So, so what would you say about, um, you know, you, you're talking about always doing the thing that, that sounds the funnest and that lights you up and everything, but mm -hmm. at some point you're going to have to go back and maybe fill in those scenes that are necessary for the flow of the story, but maybe aren't quite as much fun to write. Yeah. So how do you go about incorporating those? Probably the same process? way I go, go about cleaning the toilets. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to do it but I know I have to do it. So I sit for a moment and I'm like, all right, how can I make this the most enjoyable out of the scale of enjoyability that I can? Mm -hmm. So if I'm starting out, I really don't want to do this. I don't need to go to pure joy. I just need to go to a little bit better. So mm -hmm. I, I fix my space so okay. that I can. And then if I can't, I just wait. And I know that eventually I'll get there. Yeah. But I just So it's kind of a mindset shift, you think, then? Um, it's more of a mindset because I try to use my, I'm not trying to change my mind. I'm trying to literally change the energy in my body. So okay. it's like the difference between going to pay your bills and going to, to enroll online in a concert. There's a very different energetic frequency in the body. <laughs> like when you go to pay your bills, you're like, I don't really want to do this. Versus if you're going to enroll in a concert, you're like, yeah, I totally want to do this. <laughs> I try to shift how I feel because I know from a standpoint of what I, the, the spiritual work that I do, that the ideas that I'm receptive to are completely dependent on how I feel the vibration of my body. Hmm. So yeah. if I'm going to receive the ideas that are going to make this story the best it can be, I've got to shift what I'm receptive to. It's hmm. the same way if you're in a bad mood, all you can think about are reasons to be in a bad mood. Like it's right. all you're receptive to because it's, it's, it's in line with your frequency. But if you're in a better mood, you know, you could look at that person in a bad mood going, I totally don't get you. Like, just feel, feel better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's kind of a, it's a really interesting way to approach your writing. So um, what are your, what are your plans for the future? You have this historical novel coming out. Are you plan to write more fiction or more nonfiction or? Um, so like when I kind of settle in with myself, I, <laughs> I do have more nonfiction. This fiction book, I have sort of my belief about it is it's going to take a little bit longer because it's not my usual type of writing, but it's okay. Um, I, I may write another children's book at some point, but the book that was my, my most recent self-help book actually went through two publishers. 
Oh, yeah? through one publisher who got bought out by somebody else, and then mm -hmm. they changed what they want to carry. So now I'm buying the rights back to that book. And I think once I get it back home, I'll feel like I can write again because I was obligated to give them first right of refusal. And I was like, eh, eh, not doing that. Yeah. So now that that's off my shoulders, I think I can feel more free about writing without having to give the rights to somebody. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, actually, I know what you're going through. That exact same thing happened to me. So <laughs> it okay. always kind of makes it up in the air, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's, uh, let's switch gears just a bit and tell us a little bit about your children's books. Okay, so they're catered to preschool child. And one is called um, Ebb and Flow at the at Day at the Beach, and the other is called Wildcats um, Adventures with Adjectives. And the mm -hmm. first one was based off of the relationship between my two youngest children. I have three girls who are all teenagers now, but it's kind of based off it's an elephant and a mouse and they um, have some reservations about going out into the world. One doesn't want to go out without the other one and the other one just doesn't want to go out. So, <laughs> you know, they, they, they figure out how to move out into the world and then figure out once they get there to the beach that it's actually more fun than they thought. Um, and then The Wowcat is a book that an idea that got stimulated. We have some friends from Scotland who were talking about their son in school and they're like, they do, they do wow words. And just that little sentence triggered in me the whole, the whole concept of the book, which is this cat called wow cat. It's just an A to Z book. And there mm -hmm. isn't actually, um, there's no, co it's not collated. It isn't like, it doesn't tell a story, which, cause mm -hmm. it was actually reviewed by um, one of the writing uh, publishers weekly. And they're like, there's no story here. I'm like, it wasn't intended to be a story, but okay. <laughs> so it's just like the Wildcat goes to real places and it's a way to help young writers figure out how to use big words that really wow people, but yeah. through, through the lens of actual places, but it's, but it's a cartoon because the, um, not cartoon, but a, you know, an animated, yeah. the uh, illustrators an an did animation. So nice. Nice. Well, sound like fun. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Well, hey, thanks for coming and coming on with us and sharing, you know, your, your writing journey with us. Do you have any other, you know, just general advice to dispense or, you know, anything to say to writers who are up and coming and, and working on their, you know, first manuscripts and things? Yeah, I would say follow your own self before you get, you know, um, intoxicated with the advice and idea of popularity of other people because it's very easy to look at what other people are doing and go I could never do that or I don't measure up and then you lose your flow mm -hmm. but try not to drink the Kool-Aid and just focus on <laughs> self because it really is about your relationship with writing it really isn't about what other people think about it right. it's about your journey and the joy of creation so mm -hmm. yeah I like that the joy of creation Okay. Well, where can people find you if they want to connect with you or read any of your books? So all my books are on Amazon. Um, the, the, actually, the self-help book will be taken down because next month I pay off the <laughs> contract and it'll be re-uploaded, but it'll all be, they're just all available on Amazon. And uh, just my name, alisonsutter.com is my website. And all your books are under just your name, not a pen name? Uh, yes. On Amazon, they're all under my name. Great. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will make sure and link to that in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your ideas with us. I think my, uh, my audience will really enjoy it. You're welcome. Me again. 
Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.